We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helpin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the September 17th episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fanball. Tim Heaney and I are going to review the Sunday games, news, notes, etc. Um, but as Tim's a Cowboys fan and I'm a longtime Giants fan, I guess we should get this out of the way now, right, Tim? <laughs> well, it might make for a better podcast. As you, as you, you know, not everyone can see out there, but I'm wearing my uh, my best Ryan Fitzpatrick celebratory gear. <laughs> um, chest hair all exposed. The five I have, you know, that's awesome. So. <laughs> that was awesome. That was so great. I, I how can you not like him after that? That's just hysterical. I agree. I, yeah. It was just it was great when I saw it. I'm like, wait, is that really his clothes? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on when I first saw it. So you, you heard what he said though. Right? He's like, I, I got to get Djax back his uh, outfit. Yeah. <laughs> He, he looked like Conor McGregor, man, spinning image. It was great. He, he really did. <laughs> so, all right, Giants-Cowboys. Anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. The, the Giants. So, so I spent a lot of time this summer talking with people here about how, well, if Beckham's wide receiver three and Barkley's running back six and Engram's tight end four, boy, Eli's got to put up better numbers than we think. Well, he did throw for 279 yards on a bunch of, uh, I mean, whoa. That, they're awful. They're so bad. Yeah, it's it's uh, the trench warfare they lost last night for sure. They did. They they completely <laughs> lost, and they're going to lose it to a lot of people. I mean, the Cowboys line is good. I, the front seven in general is pretty good. So so mm-hmm. no no, I don't want to say no shame in that, but it's not like they're they would necessarily be this bad against everybody because they did face a pretty good line. Right, and they got Watt and possibly Clowney with the Texans next week. I think right. So yes, yeah, that, that could be messy. That could be messy. But, uh, but Eli, yeah. my I, my new nickname for Eli is Teddy KGB. <laughs> check, 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 check. Everything check. He trapped me. <laughs> he trapped me. He, he trapped him. He trapped himself with the check. <laughs> Everything's a check. He basically he would take one step back from center and go, "Oh God, I got to throw it to Barkley right now." Every time, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to get rid of the ball. Where is he? Where's twenty six? I got to throw it to him. 
that's kind of why we liked Barkley, right? I mean, it's <laughs> definitely contributes to the uh, the great profile is to have Eli Manning scared for his life and just you know give him all those cheap receptions. So. But even when he's not scared, well, he's always scared for his life. But even it, it's not that every time the being scared for his life is justified. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times it is, but he's not even. I mean, really, the eyes don't go downfield at all, at all. It's, no. Do, so, do you think? Do you think they make a switch this season? But but now. I, I know the guy they the guy they drafted in the fourth round is I don't know if he's ready. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't think I mean they drafted him in the fourth round, so they must like him. I mean, you don't draft a guy to say, you know, it's a throwaway in the fourth round. Right. Kyle Laletta. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not he's not supposed to have a big arm. He's supposed to be smart, you know, accurate, arm so so. So I don't know. Kind of a Pat Shermer quarterback though. That's I mean. that could be. <laughs> I don't know. So so you know, Barkley made me think about yesterday. I felt like mm-hmm. I kept noticing all these because I started my day. I'm um, in Charlotte, as we all know, and I watched the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey was racking up the receptions. And I started noticing these double digit catch totals yesterday. So yesterday, nine guys, double digit receptions. That's huge. I, I would bet. Do you think that's I don't know that that's a record, but I'm going to I'm going to bet a, a, a quarter that it is. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't argue a quarter on that one. Uh I, I think that these these crazy back and forth blowout type games we saw, it's just. I think we're seeing a lot of the um, the the fallout from the you can't touch the quarterback anymore rules. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's kind of part of what we're we're kind of seeing here is it's the fact that quarterbacks have all the time in the world to sit back more so, except if you're Eli. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's just there's there's so much time. There's there's a little bit more accuracy that's going to be boosted there with all these changes and. Yeah, I, I think that the like like you said, the running backs are getting dump offs now. Or I mean, McCaffrey's a route runner; he's not really a dump off type of guy. So a little different with him, right? Yeah. Um. So of these uh, these nine guys who caught double digit passes, seven of them below ten yards a catch. <laughs> yep. Um. Thielen was ten point yep. nine. Cooper was eleven point six. Everybody else is under ten. <laughs> So well, it's the high accuracy game, I guess. It's you know? pretty amazing. I mean, basically, it's hard. The thing is that that's why if you, if you look at Eli's completion percentage was seventy seven. You look at the numbers, you go, "Oh, wait, not bad." Uh, you look at Cam Newton's. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton was, I think, sixty nine. I don't have in front of me right now, but because he yeah. kept dumping down to McCaffrey. Yeah, and and it's gonna, you know, you're gonna if if this is, it, it almost seems like you know, it's not like this has never happened before. I just feel like, like you said, the, the, there's some extremes here because. Of these guys here, well, three of them are running backs. Barkley, McCaffrey, and uh, Chris Thompson mm-hmm. caught 13, 14, 14, 13. So, I don't know. PPR people are low. This is going to be – if this keeps happening and, and Christian McCaffrey catches 120 passes, this is going to be an argument against PPR, against full point PPR. The people that, that we're going to see sort of a mm-hmm. – the, the next offseason is going to be a bloodbath in the fantasy football community. It's like the zero running back um, backlash, and yeah, when, when that, on that first half, it's, it's going to be like a, a paradigm shift type of situation. There, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be definitely. Oh no, we, this is going to be too much of a of a slant in one direction. We had to even things out, and maybe be too much tinkering. It might cause some arguments, and, and like you said, bloodbath. So, right, yeah, it, it, it could be it could be an interesting discussion. I mean, this is this is definitely something to go in the negative with PPR, as you said. So. Yeah, all right. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at Antonio Brown. He went nine for sixty-seven. You go, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Half PPR now is like, in, and that's even worse. So that is worse. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move forward to the game by game stuff. Check us out on Twitter. Tim is at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at Jay Halpin thirty seven. The Rotowire accounts at Rotowire uh, at Rotowire NFL is the is the news news and notes. And uh, you can always find us on Facebook. Are you doing the Facebook lives on Sunday morning? Um, well, we're we're doing a, a comment threads. Okay. Um, so it you know it, it's kind of people kind of lost track about. Uh, you know, like when their question was answered type of thing. And sometimes it's difficult to go back and kind of reply to everybody at right. the same time because it was getting up to kick off. So I figured it's a good way to kind of keep things organized and, and give a little bit better answer, deeper answer with, with the writing. So we're, I'm going to be doing some videos during the week, like, you know, fun top five type stuff because people love to click on that stuff. So they do. <laughs> lists list with numbers in the headline. Huge. Video, five-minute videos with lists. Yep, there you go. <laughs> All right. Let's go uh, game by game. So, Brown Saints, that was interesting. Oh, that poor kicker. Yeah. Oh, the poor Browns. I, I feel bad for that. I never see, like seeing guys miss kicks like that and beat, but that that guy's just – oh, he, he they, they would be one they, – they, they could be 2-0. Yeah. 
That's that's tough, man. The lonesome kicker was playing on the radio probably at that point. But <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it does like a like, like a camaraderie thing with Lutz and and, and Gonzalez. That was interesting. That was like a you know good photojournalism moment there, I guess. Right. <laughs> so that game, the only thing, I mean, Michael Thomas, you know, racking up the receptions. Um, Alvin short Schmerner, targets again. <laughs> still, what'd you say? Sorry. Some of, some of the short targets again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, solid. If, if you're into PPR, he had a solid game again, but he didn't score a touchdown. The, the one guy I want to look at on the other side is um, Callaway. I know most of his production came on one play. Mm-hmm. But if you're in, I don't know, uh, let's say a 12-teamer with a deep branch of 14, are, are you, now that Josh Gordon's out of picture in Cleveland, are you thinking about uh, Callaway at all? I think you have to pick him up. I don't know if you have to like count on you know eighty-one at a touchdown most weeks because yep. they, they need that deep threat style type of guy there. And Rashad Higgins is not really you know anything to get all that excited about here. And yeah, he just you know I don't want to say he slides into the role naturally, but it's just the the next step to go from there. You know, David and Joku didn't have that fantastic of a game. I still think there's potential there, but that's still borderline tight end one type of profile there. Duke Johnson was actually not really involved in the in the receiving game, which I thought might be the case. Because they had kind of had the, they cut you know, were going to cut Gordon and then they would have to kind of slide him in as an easy guy to fill some of that passing work and you know Tyrod Taylor actually wasn't the worst yesterday but uh, still still had a very high upside type of game with him even despite that touchdown that was kind of a, just a desperation heave that kind of went went down in a positive way so yeah I think you have to own Callaway but not necessarily make him uh, a necessary flex guy I mean he's know? talented yeah I mean, he, he slipped in the draft because of off field issues mm-hmm. yes. Credit card fraud. <laughs> I mean, that's that skill. That's some sort of skill. <laughs> All right, let's go Chargers Bills. Monte Davis is one of my favorite stories of the whole weekend. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, he retired hey, at halftime. Apparently, when you know, you know. I guess. Good grief! <laughs> How do you do that? That's a shame, but you know, you know, it's it's you play for the Bills. I guess it becomes easier to do that. Right. So so, so Josh Allen. All right, for, actually, first of all, we'll talk about injury. LaShawn McCoy, there were rumors last night, reports that his ribs are fractured, but they're apparently not, as of Monday morning, Tim, they're not fractured, right? Uh, per Rappaport of NFL Network said that, that, that he avoided a fracture according to Monday testing, but of course, you know, probably someone to watch, of course, throughout the week, status-wise. So. All right. Everybody, by the way, we're recording this a little before 10 o'clock Eastern on Monday morning. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Allen. So, struggles, certainly. Which we expected. Good team. He he was probably of all the first round picks, or at least of all the the high picked guys. I, I don't know about Lamar if Lamar Jackson what what hole he fits in here, uh, mm-hmm. or category he fits in. But Josh Allen probably the, considered the biggest project of the quarterbacks drafted high. That you know the least ready, the mm-hmm. guy who they were who was going whatever you think of him, the guy who is going to need to be molded into what he'll eventually become more than the others. And that, so, and that, yeah, and that timetable did not play out. So. <laughs> no, so now, Josh Allen, and I actually saw this during preseason. I watched him play the Panthers during the preseason. And I was like, wow, he's running a bit. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, he throws for 245 and a score, but two picks, which, you know, depending on your league, the two picks hurt. But he runs eight times for 32 yards. He's got legs. He seems willing to run. Actually, when I saw in the preseason, he he almost looked. And every time, anytime he got in trouble, he tucked and ran, which I went, hey, fantasy-wise, that's good. Right. Josh Allen's actually going to be a decent fantasy QB, too, if he keeps running. And he probably will. And if the Bills have to keep playing from behind. Yeah. Which is going to happen. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really all ashamed of it. You know, the context here, you're not having high expectations from anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be a nice sort of Kelvin Benjamin for that touchdown, um, t- two interceptions, whatever, 7.4 YPA. It's a step in the right direction after having to come in in relief in week one. I'm not as pessimistic as I was. Of course, it's still going to be, you know, DFSE more so than, than, than season long, unless you have to start two quarterbacks for me. But yeah, I, I think we might've been a little too negative, And I think having that early adjustment being thrust into the opportunity he had to do, it was all right. Okay. I think all right is a, is a good way to put it. Yeah. The other side of that game, so this was kind of a blowout, and the Bills made it look respectable on the scoreboard. Right. Mm-hmm. I like Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's – it's amazing that on a team with a guy who can be a workhorse like Melvin Gordon – I know he can carry a ton yesterday, but they were up big – that Eckler – I think Eckler can still have flexy value in a lot of weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, we talked about it on the show already, and I think that – I mean, the game pace in this one, they were kind of – 
Gordon scored most of those, I believe. In the, yeah, he scored all three in the first half, so I kind of put it out of, out of range, and Eckler kind of chimed in a little bit more frequently in the second half. But, yeah, that, that's a guy per play. He's going to have that nice uh, the, the nice ability to do stuff on, on little work because he has that uh, breakaway ability. So, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a guy that you can flex because with by starting in the next couple of weeks, he's going to be a valuable piece that you can have on your bench there. All right, Eckler is – let me see. I'm sure, I'm sure he's heavily owned now, but, yeah. He, 24 snaps? Am I seeing that right? Is that last week? 24 snaps to 36 for good. So 24 snaps for Eckler, and he gets 11 carries and three receptions. Eh, all right. Whatever. That's a, that's a high, that's high efficiency. <laughs> that certainly is high efficiency. Okay. Let's move yeah. on to the next one. Chief Steelers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> this is awesome. This mm-hmm. is great to watch. If you, if you had a draft right now, mm-hmm. what quarterbacks would you take ahead of Patrick Mahomes? That's a, that's a good question. I'm trying to think here. Maybe Cam, but that's not even really that strong right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not Russell Wilson because that line is horrendous. Uh, not Watson, I think, because we're seeing a lot of the cracks in that game we'll talk about later. It's not many. <laughs> it's Right? It's Maybe you can argue for Brady, but I'm not even sure. Rodgers probably. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the one that stands out for sure. Yeah, it might be just Rodgers. I mean, Cousins might be in the same tier if you're a believer. I kind of am. So, yeah, it's it's probably he's – I mean, Mahomes is top five for sure at this point. Maybe top two, maybe number one for some people. I think I think he's, I think he's behind Rodgers for me. I'll say that. He's behind Rodgers. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking through him. it, I'm like – Yeah, I don't know if I put him behind Cam. And look, and I don't want to say, I mean, I don't know who out there is going to say we're overreacting after two weeks. I mean, you guys got 10 touchdown passes. And I know, yes, I have a touch regression rate, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> he's got great weapons. He's really good. Immense weapons. Immense weapons. And as Jim Coventry said a couple times in the preseason, that defense is going to need him to throw. Yeah. So. I mean, that, that game, that was a perfect Chiefs game yesterday, 42-37. Yep. Perfect. So. And, those, and he runs a little bit. 10.58 YPA so far, it looks like, I think. Yep. So, yeah, that's pretty this good. Is, this is great. This is yeah. so great. If you drafted, congrats to you if you drafted Patrick Mahomes. Best anyway. ball league, I have him at least one league. That's Unfortunately, it wasn't a season long. So Right. Yeah, yeah I have him in one league. Actually, you know where I took him for fun? Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a league in my house with my wife and kids. It's a four-team league that we start six players a week because I want my kids nice. to just have fun. Mm-hmm. And we got down to the end and I was, you know, I mean, basically, so you're at, you know, QB eight and, you know, every team is like, well, I have Elliot and McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. And it's like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I drafted Mahomes at the end for fun and I'm killing everybody. <laughs> you're so evil, even when you're trying to have fun with your family. <laughs> I just wanted to have him on my team. You know, I thought it would be fun that I could watch him because I thought it would be, a, you know, a, a kind of a long shot a little bit at huge. Pre- like, this is just so funny. I got my daughter looking at me going. Oh, you beat me. Because <laughs> my home's three six touchdowns. Well, you're, you're teaching him good lessons, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we'll wait on quarterbacks, kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, other side of this, Connor didn't have the best day. Yeah, yeah you expect a little bit, and but that was a little crazy because maybe the Chiefs' run game might be a little bit – run defense might be a little bit better than we expected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, well, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is just a matchup nightmare. So He really is. Another one of those double-digit guys, 13. All right, Colt yeah. Skins. Here is one of these that the whole don't overreact after the first week examples. Because mm-hmm. last week, I know I looked and I said, hey, maybe the Redskins are a little better than I thought. And, mm. and then this. <laughs> this is a yeah. disaster. I actually had Alex Smith ranked really high yesterday. And mm-hmm. yeah, he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flamed out. That was just bad. Well, he he had a pretty good game, you know, maybe not YPA, but, you know, almost get 300 yards, 46 attempts. You expect a little more from that, but still not the worst. It's just, besides Thompson, that receiving core is just so, so iffy. I so. did a Smith-Doxon stack yesterday on one lineup. Ooh. Just because Doxon was on the field so much last week, I said, you know what, against the Colts, maybe this could work out. And it obviously mm-hmm. it didn't. So yeah. uh, Mac played for the Colts. Looks like he split work at least. I don't know about the snaps with Wilkins. Um, Adrian Peterson, it, last week we talked about selling high and said, if you're not doing it now, definitely do it after they play the Colts because the Colts are bad. Well, even against the Colts, it didn't. It's just, I, he might have another good game, <laughs> mm-hmm. but nah, I'm, I mean, no thank you. No way. This isn't going to work. I mean, we've waited a week too long even to say sell him. But, yes. Uh, 
but but if selling after week one is kind of an iffy game anyway, depending on how interested your league is and how how much they follow everything here. Um, so he in week three they have the I'm loading up the game log right now. But yeah, I mean we we've said Chris Thompson is the only one with a stable role, stable game pace role in that backfield. And now they have the Packers next week. So I I am right, so P Ryan was a scratch yesterday. I think P Ryan was a scratch. He didn't. He didn't touch the ball, so I would imagine. Yeah, I, I am. I am stashing Fit Rob this week, <laughs> and his one carry for a yard. But you know what? Here's the thing: the guys that are inactive sometimes are just would be the guys to benefit because they would play the role that Peterson would play. Kelly right. is kind of in that number three role of of short yardage whenever they need it. I mean, they, they really weren't in a position to have much short yardage yesterday, so that's why he wasn't there. So I think Pirine would still be the guy because he would most mimic Peterson's role if Peterson doesn't do anything or if he's you know cut or injured or whatever. So sometimes it's that guy that's inactive. It's not that they're fourth on the total pole. It's just redundant, you know, a redundant offensive role. Mm, so maybe. that's the way I look at it. But see, I think it, it's I, close. I think Gruden still likes Kelly because I think he has shown that before that he likes Kelly. And his last name is Gruden, so. Yeah, have a guy a Gruden would like, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm stashing. I, I am going to try to it, when where it makes sense on a deep. I'm not going to you know move mountains to stash Rob Kelly, but yeah. if I've got a dead spot doing nothing with a guy that doesn't appear to be helping me, I right. think Rob Kelly is going to be on a couple of my rosters by the end of the week. Not a fair assessment because at least you'll know he'll be active if it's if it's going to be the three of the guys there. I mean, it's it's almost less of a mess in the Colts because the Colts have the three guys that are kind of decently heavily involved now, which is going to be a pain, right? So. All right, yeah. Quincy Inunua, Dolphins Jets. Yeah. Wee! And, and <laughs> Darnold overthrew him wide open in the end zone at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so wide open. The guy, there was no one within 10 yards of the guy. And he, and he, it almost looked like, I think one of the announcers said, Darnold, it looked like Darnold was throwing it away and at the last second. went, oh, no, he's there! And tried to shorten up and didn't uh, quite make it. Yeah, I just that late second adjustment that rookies are going to have to start doing. Inunua, um, fourth among wide receivers in target shares so far. Mm-hmm. Behind Julio, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins, oh, just like we drew it up, right? Yes, I mean we, we saw this coming immediately. <laughs> it's not that we were just going to be cautiously intrigued. We saw Inunua heavily involved immediately, but it makes sense for Darnold's passing style that he's the guy that kind of gets those mid-range uh, gobbling up targets. So mm-hmm. yeah. PPR gold, Quincy Inunua, right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other side of this one, I don't know. The Dolphins were, you know, it's. I mean, offensively they weren't spectacular. Tannehill ran a little bit. Which mm-hmm. is nice. Kenyon Drake was okay. Well, as we keep saying, you know, the workload is going to be the issue, not the talent. Uh, he runs well for an offensive line being this poor, right? Uh, for sure, because I think he does need help hitting the hole a little bit. But once he gets to the second level, he's actually a very good running back. It's just he needs to get there. Um, so yeah, what do you average? Like four point eight per carry. That's and he scored. Yep. You're going to have to deal with the R- low RB two stuff with him, and you know maybe if if uh, Ballard re- Ballard replaces Gore at any point, then maybe that's where you. We can have more Drake because he'll be a little more experienced. So still like the talent, as I said, but just not, you know, the role is just going to limit him for most of it. Uh, Drake, so. 60%, 36 snaps, score 24 yesterday, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, f- annoying nuisance, Frank Gore. That's what he yep. is. Mm-hmm. Eagles, Bucks. Uh, wow. I didn't get all the games yesterday, but I got this one. So, <laughs> so now, we said last week, folks, don't chase fits. <laughs> now we have two games. And this is, I, I said, I don't know if I said this to you last week, but I said it to someone recently that, that my flaw, uh, I mean, not that there's only one flaw, my <clears> biggest <throat> flaw as a fantasy player, and I think it's because of my, my penchant for baseball, mm-hmm. is that I look at guys and I go, that's, that, I don't believe it. You know, I, I'm too quick to dismiss good games. I mean, now with Fitz, this is an extreme case because we have <clears> a <throat> sample of, you know, 12, 13, 14, however many years. Right. And two games should not completely change what we think he is. However, he has some pretty good receivers. They're playing well. Maybe the offense, I don't know. What do you do? Do you chase Fitz now or not? I think you have to have him as at least a backup and a guy, you know, you can consider because bye weeks are coming. And how, how could you go back to Jameis Winston after this? <laughs> uh, leadership, leadership style is 180 with Fitzpatrick. He actually seems like he does lead the receivers a bit better. And, you know, Winston, say what you want about his arm and his talent. Poor decision maker. Uh, Fitzpatrick also has had bounce with that, but this offense and these weapons he has, you got to think that's why he's more comfortable taking chances downfield. He's leading the league in YPA right now, I believe. He's like at 13. I'm looking it up right now, but 
yeah, it's just it's a different fits. It's a different situation. This is a, this is one where the situation can elevate him to at least be a top fifteen quarterback the rest of the way, if not more than that. Yeah, thirteen point four YPA. Yeah, that's insane. I know. He's comfortable. Yep. And again, where you can't touch the quarterback, guys like that might ha- might take a step forward because of it. So. I don't, okay, so you're in a league. You're in a two quarterback league. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you know now, including the specter of Winston coming back soon, which we don't know what's going to happen there. Right. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. At this point right now, if Winston was coming back today, and you, you can't make a change. But at right. some point, maybe you do. Mm-hmm. Would you drop Sam Darnold for Fitz? In a two QB league, that's a, that's a, that's a tough call. I mean, because you know Darnold's going to be the guy that runs through the 16 games regardless, I think, this year. I don't think they're going to change anything with him. They want him to develop at this point on the job. I think he's good at it. And, yeah, I'd, oh, man, I'd say, I like to say 55 60% you don't drop him. But if you think there's a margin for error there and the, the waiver wire actually does have quarterbacks that you can back yourself up with if, if Fitzpatrick doesn't keep the job, then sure. Maybe you just handcuff Fitzpatrick with Winston if you can, if Winston's not on a team. Because the two-quarterback, he might be stashed. Two-quarterback, he might not. It depends. The bye, when's Winston suspension over? Three or four? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Um, it's, it's a three-game suspension. Okay, so the week four, then the, then, then the Buccaneers have the bye. So right. that might push them to make a change if Fitzpatrick has a, a bad game here and there. So I would probably say no. Not drop Darnold, but you have to find someone else to drop if you want to take the chance on Fitz in that situation. Okay, by the way, the Bucs have Steelers at home this week. Bears on the road next week before the bye. One more. Mm-hmm. Would you drop Alex Smith for Fitz? Mm-hmm. Two quarterback. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't think so. Okay. So you're it's, not chasing Fitz, basically, is where we are. I, I want to chase him, but you have to find a different way to do it. You don't want to you, want, you don't want to leave yourself short in that in that two quarterback league right. with a guy that might not have a job. So, so, so you're, cha- you're basically trying to pick him up as, as your third quarterback, which basically means you know no one else has to want him. I think so, but that's you're probably already too late on that in those types of formats anyway. So, yeah, that's yeah. fair. All right. Um, the other thing in that game, Mike Wallace could, could be done for the year with an ankle injury, apparently, which is mm-hmm. rough for them. they got to get Jeffrey back. they got to get Wentz back. Uh, J.H.I. was hurt but came back. So mm-hmm. sounds like he's okay. All right, Panthers-Falcons. Corey Clement, though, I want to say. Still a good, yeah. good stashy, flexy guy. So I like Corey Clement. I do, too. Yeah, I was happy to see that. I didn't have him starting in the, one, in the fishbowl where I have him, but, you know, whatever. I did. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my my running back and my wide receiver actually a mess. I just you know two flex. You got to You got to roll with it where you can in that. So I have. Who do I have? Start? Actually, I started Josh Doxon. There you go. Uh, so mm, uh, I could also. And my second, actually, my second running back in the league is Terry Cohen. So eh, it's it's not a bad setup tonight. So I know. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Panthers. Yeah, Falcons. Uh, Christian McCaffrey tons of catches as we talked about. All all the snaps. All, All snaps. the snaps. Yeah. He, well, the weird thing is, he. I, I. I didn't hear the post game, but the thing that killed the Panthers, I think it was thirty-one. I don't know if it was twenty-four seventeen or thirty-one seventeen. Mm-hmm. And C.J. Anderson, Cam did a sort of dump, you know, a, an eight-yard pass over the middle to C.J. Anderson, and it basically almost hit him in the face. Like it was, a, it was right in his hands, and hit him in the mm-hmm. helmet, and it bounced up, and the Falcons picked it off. I'm looking, going, why is McCaffrey not on the field? And I know he can't be on the field for every snap. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, the guys, I mean, the guys cut a million passes, and then now you're throwing to CJ Anderson. I was saying that Anderson looked pretty good on limited run running yesterday. I mean, I think I still think he should be involved somehow. But yeah, that that's that's why McCaffrey is McCaffrey in he's this role. So lost. catching the ball, he's fantastic. Okay, so yeah. is it Matt Ryan? The reports of Matt Ryan's demise have been greatly exaggerated. Is that fair? Uh, I just think the Panthers secondary is a good one to take advantage of. Um, Ridley Ridley finally was allowed to do a little bit more. It seemed like this week, and he. Man, he watching him run routes. I'm very excited. If you have him in like a dynasty, yeah, there's precision there, uh, and that helps Julio Jones for sure. Yeah, he, uh, he looked good. I, I kind of figured they'd get him more involved, and that worked out well. Tevin Coleman, you know, just racks up the, the carries when Devontae Freeman's out. Yeah. Okay, so if you think Freeman's mm-hmm. going to be out for a while, which he might, yeah, three to four weeks they say. So. Is, is Ito Smith the anything at all for you? Does he do anything for you? I picked him up in the in the fishbowl. It's kind of like that number six, number seven running back. Yeah. Um, PPR, you know, and like I said, buys are coming up, so not a bad idea to get it, to get ahead on possibly good. Uh, you know, the, the the games where Matt Ryan Matt Ryan might have to pass the running back, but of course, Steve Sarkeesian is not the not the offense really that does that as much 
which is kind of a detriment to what you could do to replace Freeman's uh, upside. But, I mean, Tevin Coleman, for one, is... he. I don't think Tevin Coleman is going to be increasing workload, but he'll get more of the majority stuff, and he'll look good anyway. Yeah. It's just more of a reason to play him. Um, you know, Smith, it was pretty, he looked pretty good. I mean, you know, rookie running backs can easily step in and stuff like that. Who they got coming up? They have... Um, I'm looking ahead at the schedule here. They got New Orleans next week, so that's always nice. Yeah. Um, at least with this defense and the, the Bengals and it's and the, and the Steelers. It's a pretty good coming three weeks if you assume Freeman's going to be out for all of that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's low end flex right there. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next, we are going to actually we're going to go to talk about fanball. Let's talk about fanball for a second. The new daily fantasy site. The number one issue I hear from people who try DFS is that it's almost impossible to win for the casual player. Too many sharks with 150 lineups. You basically have no shot if you want to play a lineup or two for fun like I did with the Alex Smith, Josh Doxson stack yesterday. And that's where fanball comes in. If the name rings a bell, it's the same folks behind the season-long site from back in the day. Paul Charchin, who happens to be the president of the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, has brought back the fanball name at this time as a DFS site. And he's looking to level the playing field by enforcing low entry limits. In fact, I'm checking out the lobby now, and most lineups anyone can have in a contest is 10, and that is a huge difference maker, folks. Plus, they have snake drafts, which are really great, and I'm told auctions are coming very soon as well. So head over to fanball.com slash rotowire, sign up, and make a deposit of at least 10 bucks. We'll give you a six-month membership to rotowire. Again, that's fanball.com slash rotowire. Okay, did you see the last play of the Texans-Titans? Unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) Folks, if you haven't, Deshaun Watson, it was 17 seconds left and he took the snap. And the Texans had no timeouts and they were at around midfield and they needed to either get in field goal range or get out of bounds or something. And Deshaun Watson ran around for 10 seconds and then threw the ball over the middle to DeAndre Hopkins and the clock ran out. And he, and he, cro- he, and he crossed the line of scrimmage at least yeah. once as it well. So so. It was so bad. It was like a brain dead play. It was so bad. Well, I, we say he's a better fantasy quarterback than a real life quarterback, I think. Yeah. So. And, and his fantasy production yesterday, 44 yards rushing, 310 passing, two touchdowns and a pick. I mean, that's – I'll take it. Right? Well, yeah. What did we talk about last week? Will Fuller not being in there. Will And this Fuller. week made a huge difference with his, yes. with, his, with, his, with his ability to challenge downfield. Of course, the Titans' defense is nothing to, to, to be scared of all that much. But, yeah, it's just a different quarterback when he's in there, like you said. So Actually, I've got a good Will Fuller stat. Hold on. <laughs> There's a lot of good Will Fuller stats, actually, with his limited sample size. Um, I saw this this morning. Please hold, folks. I've got it coming up. It'll be here any second. I know. Come on. How many tweets are there here? Okay. So this is actually from Rich Rebar at Roto World. Um, Will Fuller's total in five games played with Deshaun Watson. Finished as the wide receiver six, wide receiver eight, wide receiver 21, wide receiver three, and wide receiver six. Mm-hmm. We need to stop right. ranking Will Fuller as wide receiver thirty. Now, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I think that's a connection that goes beyond that. And he had nine targets yesterday. Yeah, I think that's going to be Houston's offense. Is he's going to be much like that? So Watson likes him. Period. Yes, period. very much so. It is what it is. Um, even if you don't, you think he's too Deshaun Jacksonish for your liking, which sometimes <laughs> he is. Although he had sometimes yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you like him because he's a Notre Dame guy. So. Well, he's actually catching passes consistently a little bit, so I like yeah, that. Yeah, which is nice. Never like, never like that in college. He did, <laughs> right. but, but he, you know, that straight line speed's incredible. But yeah, the fact that I mean, Watson is is the guy that he has just enough an arm to take care of it. I think so. I, I, I you got to be optimistic as at least a wide receiver too every week with Fuller at this point with the two of them in there. Other side of this one, Mariota didn't play. He was active but didn't play. Uh, they, only, they, only, they only had two quarterbacks on the roster. That's yeah, pretty stupid. Right. So, so yeah. Gabbert just. <laughs> You know, didn't do a heck of a lot. The running game was sort of okay. Deion Lewis, uh, nothing. I mean, yeah, this is just, there was no, they won. (laughs) So there you go. Got a fake punt touchdown. I never saw that. Right. That Mm -hmm. helped. But there wasn't much. It's hard to gate. It's hard to evaluate the Titans yesterday because of the situation they were in without their top three tackles and their starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that offensive line is taking a big hit there. Uh, I mean, that's kind of. I was surprised that Deion Lewis and Henry were mild, mildly effective, but the game, that was another game pace thing, and that was more of a Henry game. So, right, yeah. But to Dave, Corey Davis, twenty targets, eleven catches in the first two weeks. <laughs> He's, well, that is like last year, though. I kept saying <laughs> that last year. Yeah. yeah, but the targets didn't translate into production, and they still won't. Co- still Corey, won't. Corey Davis is fifth on, on percentage target share behind Anunua. So excellent, that'll suck him in right there. Yep. <laughs> Vikings Packers. 
uh, Cousins, as you to who you like, had a big day. Aaron Rodgers, I actually feel good about sort of fading Rodgers in the rankings yesterday, figuring that, I mean, he, he, wasn't, he was probably more productive than we thought, but, you know, the numbers wound up not being so great. Low end QB1 is my expectation, was my expectation, like a top 12 type of game, and he did that. He was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got, the, he's got the receiving core to kind of do that, and it was just good to see Devontae Adams do his thing. Um, you know, he looks pretty healthy. I mean, 64 yards and eight receptions, not all that great, but the red zone work was set. That, that touchdown just goes to show you how reliable he is in actually finding the red zone. That, that nose is like, you know, he's got one of the better red zone feels among right. the wide receivers. That's why I like him, so... Um, Jimmy Graham had a big catch too, shockingly. Jimmy so. Graham six for ninety five. I thought he was. I thought he was going to average seven yards a catch all year. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. So maybe um, that, that that Diggs run will Allison maybe a little bit in, in Cobb, I guess more so. But. Right. Uh, Diggs and Thielen just fantastic. Uh, so uh, Jamal, Jamal Williams. Yeah. Not a heck of a lot of production over two weeks. Aaron Jones suspension <laughs> is over. Uh, Ty Montgomery doesn't appear to have made a case for himself to do any to be a threat here. <laughs> That, 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 that was a weak GPP call on my part <laughs> in, in DFS, but setup was there. Anyway. So you think Aaron Jones is if, – if he's available, I'm going to check his ownership percentage right now. But are you ready to jump on Aaron Jones this week if you can? I have, I've been trying to stash it, but nowhere – people are in my leagues are too smart. They, they've been holding him. Um, yeah, I think he's the best overall fantasy performer of the three. You know, Jamal Williams' pass blocking I think is supposed to be what's carrying him. Uh, Ty Montgomery not really the best at that. And – but I think Jones, if you're looking just for straight running back production, and non-PPR even, I think, Aaron Jones is probably your guy. I think he's got the best in-between-the-tackles in work. And, yeah, it's, it, it might not – it might you know, it might be another really frustrating workload among the three of them, but I think Jones is the one I want to own most weeks. He's 61% owned on Yahoo, by the way. Yeah, it's, I think it's really only shallow stuff where you're going to pick him up this week, you know, as your fourth running back. Whatever. Okay. Let's right. go Rams-Cardinals. Uh, the Josh Rosen <laughs> countdown is on. It is so oh on, as, as uh, oh, Vince Vaughn said in Swingers. It's so on. <laughs> it's a walk-off, as Bowie, <laughs> as, as Bowie said in Zoolander. Well, but, I watched that two nights uh, ago, actually. David Bowie's a god, that's why. I love that line. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's uh, disgusting. Yeah, so, so Rosen's going to be – I mean, it's got to be soon. There's no point to this mm-hmm. with Bradford right now. I mean, that, that, that coaching staff just looks overwhelmed. <laughs> also. Yeah, I, I didn't watch any of that game. So it, 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 it was that bad. I mean, I, I knew there was, a t- was going to be a talent mismatch here. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was more than that. It was in everything mismatch is what you're telling me. Right. Um, I, I just don't, you know, Sam Bradford in this offense just doesn't look right. I mean, if Pat Shermer elevates quarterbacks. I think that might have been what kind of helped us all remember Sam Bradford when he was a Viking. Yeah. When he, and he looked pretty good, so... Yeah, their buy is not until week nine, but I think you don't you don't wait in this situation. <laughs> no, it's just, it's at some point you just say you know it is what it is. They got two home games coming: Bears this week, Seahawks the following week, then they go to San Fran and Minnesota. Then I mean, there, there's not an easy spot. You know what? Seattle might be the easiest spot home for Seattle. It's just crazy to think about that, but yeah, it's a divisional game. You throw them in the fire, but Seattle, this is not the Legion of Boom. It's the Legion of uh, I don't know of guys we've never heard of in a lot of cases. Legion of fart noise. I don't know. Wow. But, <laughs> well, they picked up. They picked off Case Keenum three times. I guess so. That makes him great, right? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. So, All right, David yeah. Johnson. How worried mm-hmm. are you? A little. I thought more, it, more than a little. With Bradford, not generally in his career has not been a downfield thrower. I thought this would be sort of a perfect match, even if the Cardinals were bad. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're not using this guy. I mean, they're not using him in the passing game, which is, I mean, that's the whole thing about David Johnson. He's awesome in that. Again, you know, coaching staff, you yeah. know, Bruce Arians, say what you want to Bruce, uh, about Bruce Arians when he was there, but at least that offense knew how to, how to utilize him with a bad, with a bad offensive line right. and shaky quarterback play. And got to get him out in those wheel rods. You got to get him out in those, those, just get him in space, get the ball in his hands and let him do work. But you can't do it if you can't get the snaps off and you can't get more than two seconds to throw the ball. So, yep. Hey, so in the off season, uh, we made a lot of, just had a lot of discussion on this show about the, the comparison between Sammy Watkins and Brandon cooks being in the same role. And that last year, Jared Goff did not look Sammy Watkins way. That was the reason that, that many people gave. I'm not trying to throw people under the bus. 
people thought, you know, hey, that, that was kind of what cost Sammy Watkins there. And, you know, maybe Cooks will have the same fate befall him. Well, two games mm-hmm. in, 17 targets, 12 catches, 246, um, looking to him deep. I mean, if Goff could have hit him on the – he would have had an easy touch. He, be, he beat someone by six, seven yards yesterday, and Goff underthrew him on a deep ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so so have, we, have I underestimated Brandon Cooks? I probably did a little bit as well. They're lining him up on the left side now a lot, mm-hmm. which I noticed. Um, so I think maybe they're putting him in, in Jared Goff's vision range, I guess. Well, what, that was a le- no, that um, was the whole thing last year. Wasn't yeah. Watkins on the left? Well, no, it was Watkins was on the right, I think. He couldn't go right or something. It was, it was one it was of the them. other way. It might have been the other way, but either way, it, he, 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 had, he had him. I mean, he had him in his sights. So whatever it is, he's adjusting one way or the other. All right. So. Yeah. So, the, so now uh, on that, we probably need to – Adjust. Ding Robert Woods a little more than we thought. We were we uh, Robert Woods generated some excitement in the preseason. Now we kind of all have to go. Eh. I, don't know. I mean, he threw to pin plenty too yesterday, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be there. There's an added person to this mixture here, right? But at least it's still a skinny target tree. So, I mean, it runs through Gurley, of course, but then you know it, it's kind of still they're going to be fine. The yeah. three of them, they're going to be wide receiver threes most weeks. So, and then Cooks will have his his big big games like he did yesterday. It's just, uh, yeah, I I, th- I think you're right. I think we did kind of maybe under, underestimate their ability to change things with that. And golf taking another year step forward, being able to read the field a bit better, maybe. But you know, like I said, the arm strength still kind of is not the greatest. His YPA last year wasn't all that fun. I think so. He's not the guy that could have immediately taken advantage of him downfield consistently. But it's just the Cardinals defense might be the help there. So, all right, let's move to Lions Niners. Lions made this a game. They were out of it. Matthew Stafford. Then they were back in, and they almost won. Um, I mean, you knew it was, was going to be a little bit closer to normal Stafford this week. Right. So. But, yeah, this was they, – they really made a game of it late, um, that, which was surprising. It looked like it was kind of a done deal. Uh, Matt Breida, I think my favorite play I saw all day was Pierre Garçon blocking on Matt Breida's touchdown. Yep. That was fantastic football work. Yeah. I was, it's funny. My, my son's played football for a couple of years. He's taken this season off from tackle, but mm-hmm. he, he was a wide receiver and I kept telling him you got to block said, mm-hmm. because, you know, teams aren't throwing down field. And yesterday we were watching and I saw that and I was kind of yelling. I wasn't yelling at him. Like, you see, like, look, look at him. Look, it was, so that's great. how you make teams. Yep. Exactly. When, when, when you're his age, that's how you make teams. This is why everybody who ever plays with Pierre Garcon loves him. Mm hmm. So, Garcon, uh, so Goodwin was out. Dante Pettit, I mean, Garoppolo kind of had a, I mean, has, blah, because they were winning by a lot and they were running well. So, right. I, th- I think, I, I thought a couple of weeks ago that Brito would be the better option than Alfred Morris in this backfield. And I still think that, even though they're going to sort of share work and, and Brito's not built to be, he's not going to take over because he's not that kind of guy. He's a smaller guy. But the production, I think Brito's going to stay better than Morris. That's a flex for sure. I mean, yeah. PPR, you're going you're gonna to love that, even though he actually only caught three passes, but he's got he's, he's the type of role that he's going to be relevant most weeks, even mm-hmm. with this team. Because, you know, Kyle Shanahan offense, what we thought would happen with McKinnon, and we were forced to pay around two or three commitment to, Matt Breida being the guy that comes from the late rounds, that's that's profit waiting to happen right there. Yeah. So. Um, so Kenny Galladay, by the way. Oh, my goodness. That mm-hmm. was a great play, too. Mm-hmm. So Kenny Galladay, oh. two weeks, 13 receptions, uh, one, 203, and a touchdown. I want to check mm-hmm. that ownership percentage right now. Hold on. I don't think it's going to be that low after this week for sure. But. He's, he's 62% on Yahoo. Uh, so. that'll, be like nine, that'll be like 90 after Wednesday. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> going to be all over him because now that's a three-headed monster in Detroit. But it's another skinny tree, so it's fine. Right, but playing I mean, from behind again. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, because so, Marvin got his touchdown late, but his numbers, but, were, he, that saved his day. Right. So, I mean, there was, but they're still like, they, I think they were the number one team with three wide out sets last year. So, yes. it, it kind of makes sense that you still have Marvin Jones as a wide receiver three anyway most weeks. But Galladay, man, the upside, finally cashing in on that. So, it's, it's nice to see. All right, Patch Jags. Uh, that was fun. So, who's, the, who's Bortles' number one receiver? I mean, I, I think it's Cole. In Even makeup, the targets were in, spread out. I think it's Cole, right? In make in makeup and physical build for a wide receiver one, it's definitely Cole. All right, that was a hell of a catch too. Yeah, so. it was great. Yeah. But I mean, tar- target yeah. wise, nine for Moncrief, eight for Cole, seven for Grant, five for Westbrook. Yeah, Moncrief's got a little bit of nursing of an injury now too, so that's 
Speak, open things up this week. Speaking yeah. of injuries, Cam Robinson, their left tackle, uh, ACL. So he's mm. done. That's a tough one. Um, for the Pats, Michelle, Burkhead, and White all active. Uh, Michelle was, you know, I mean, they played him, so it's, it's time. If you own Sony Michelle, it's time. He's, he's going to get enough work moving forward. And if you yep. think he's going to be that touchdown monster when the Pats play well, he's, he is fully integrated. It's not yet. Yesterday was the, you probably didn't start him yesterday, but right. I think yesterday was the, what does Pianowski call it, the prove it game? <laughs> yeah. And, no, and I, I think, think so. that was the prove it game. It, well, he wasn't awesome, but he played enough to where you can say, okay, I can safely use this guy now if I draft him. You, you can hope for the, the big week with the Patriots. It's like somehow it just all clicks his way. But James White's still the number one guy, in my opinion, just to at least expect things from him every week because the passing game. Right. Tom right. Brady, that offensive line. Of course, Jaguars, a great pass rush. But James White's going to be his safety valve again. So uh, Yesterday, let me see. So, Michelle, 10 for 34. Next week, they're at Detroit. And then home for Miami. And then home for Indy. And then home for the Chiefs. So still a pretty good setup, still flex worthy type of, of, of trial, I think. Yep. So what he does is if you like James White and we think Michelle's ready, where are you on Rex? I think Michelle and Rex probably hurt each other more. All right. They're kind of they're gonna be the um, the cannibalism of the three. I think White stands out enough as that pass catcher to be the one to um to to, to stay reliable more so. Okay. Okay, Raiders Broncos. Uh this was a weird was it nineteen nothing? It was a lot to a little Raiders, and then the Broncos came back. Mm-hmm. So, so Philip Lindsay, this this Royce Freeman thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier that I, that I'm too, that I'm slow on the draw sometimes with people. I don't believe it. Lindsay last week. I went well. You know, he's splitting. Booker's still getting a little work, and he's splitting with Freeman. And they drafted Freeman high. And you know, so sometimes they're taking draft stock into account. We have to. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I get too dispassionate and think about that stuff, and I don't look and say, "Look at Lindsay. He's really good," which he is. Yeah. Well, he's he's what they've wanted Devontae Booker to be. He's that 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 passing complement, that blocking complement. Uh, you know, I, I had Freeman in DFS as kind of like that last week's trash played touchdown right. saved it, but he wasn't all that good yesterday. And plus, they're playing from behind again, so that's another Philip Lindsay type of game. Yeah, so, Lindsay looks really helps. strong, really he, yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I think I scooped up. I scooped up in two leagues. So yeah, you missed the boat on him that. last week. Yeah, let me see the ownership percentage. Hold on. Probably in the 70s, I would guess. Yahoo ownership percentage for Lindsay was is 69%. You're pretty close. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's uh, tough. Uh, Amari Cooper mm-hmm. bounced back, which was kind of cool if you owned him. that They, they got him involved. So John it's Gruden a, can't yell at Derek Carr about it anymore. It's encouraging. Um, I, I think that he was, you know, he was always going to be the number one in that offense anyway. It's just a level of what number one-ness you could have him at. And PPR, you're, you're usually more excited in PPR with him anyway for the potential. It's not like he's a downfield guy, but if they keep feeding him, it's a good sign. And still going to be a wide receiver three, maybe with that one upside some weeks. So One other guy I want to mention here, uh, Jake Butt, four catches. So, yeah, I, I mean. Not going to be great, but they drafted him to be a receiver. And, well, they, yeah. and six catches in two weeks. Not great, but there's, 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 a, there's a flickering light there. That's a long-term stash. Uh, that, that they just like to mix up the tight ends a lot. Yeah, so it's, that's it's, true. They like the blocking guys in there. They have that skinny route tree with Sutton now being number three. Mm-hmm. And he, he had a nice little, uh, nice little effort yesterday, too. So, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, too, it's too deep to even consider in most leagues to even consider adding him as right. a tight end at those points. All right. Uh, the other thing, if, so Seth Roberts sniped Amari Cooper again. Why Seth does Seth Roberts, Roberts always catch touchdowns for them? <laughs> Forget Chris Carter. Seth Roberts always, ca- always <laughs> does catch touchdowns. touchdowns. And he yep. steals them from Amari Cooper. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And, and Jordan Jordy looks kind of toast, too. So Yeah, he really does. All right. Tonight, Seahawks-Bears. Um, I, want, I want to see how the Bears bounce back. I think the Bears are a pretty good team. They're a good team in a stat division, which yeah. is going to make things difficult. It so. is. But I think they're going to do okay. I think they're going to win tonight. I think, I think this is an yeah. easy bet tonight. I think so. All uh, week I it? thought that. The line was like only three. Yeah. And I'm like, really? should be like six or seven. Right. We, we, were, we were betting. The line was an old Seahawks line, not a new Seahawks line for me. Right. And I, and I think Allen Robinson is a, is a giant game tonight. So. Do you really? Yeah, just the matchup problems he's going to cause. Okay. So. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. We wrapped up the game. If you want to get us on Twitter, ask any more questions about any of the players we talked about or anyone we didn't talk yeah. about, I'm at Helpin 37 Tim is at Tim underscore Heaney. What else are you working on? 
Um, going to be doing a lot of still still uh, baseball stuff to wrap up, uh, you, you know, on that side. And uh, as I said, keep going out on Facebook. There'll be some more football stuff coming up this week. We're, we're going to do the Tuesday waiver wire comment thread. Unfortunately, the great Jake Latarski, you know, won't be able to join us for, for any of the Facebook stuff. But you got him tomorrow, uh, so that's always a good one. You, if you want to get more questions after that, you can kind of join us in the Facebook thread. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing it every day on Wednesday this week probably. So keep an eye out for that one. All right. Uh, by the way, was yesterday your birthday? It was, yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. I was hoping I would sneak by the podcast without it. No. But... What would you do? <laughs> uh, well, the weekend um, had a bunch of friends for Happy Hour Friday. Went to the Yankees game on Saturday, which – was interesting because they came back, but one, hey, we stuck out Yankees talk at least yes. in the podcast. So there we go. And yesterday, I I worked a lot actually, right? Because so, it's Sunday, but uh, watched watched the Cowboys Giants game, of course, with my dad, and watched the wrestling pay per view a little bit. So it was fun. So it's good good night. All right, cool. Well, yeah. happy birthday, man. Yeah, and 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 I'm glad you kind of came out the other side of all that rain too. So yeah, glad to, hear you. It's glad to be on the other end with you today. So. It's drying out here in Charlotte, thank goodness. So just lots yeah. of rain. I told you ten inches of rain or so, and uh, people have worse Oof. off than me. So we're yeah. thinking about them all. All right, yep. Folks, listeners, this podcast and get a free ten day RotoWire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed for that. So you can check out almost all the features on the site. Go now, rotowire.com slash pod. Leave us reviews and ratings wherever you're listening. We always like that. Thank you for listening to this edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fanball. We'll be back on Tuesday with those free agent recommendations. I don't think Latarski's gonna come up with Jake Butt on that one. Just a hunch. <laughs> So, <laughs> come on back. Dynasty, Dynasty Watch. Whatever. There you go. All right. Good Mario Tuesday, everybody. Uh, for Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.